Welcome to Reflect the Life You Want, where we talk about not only how to survive, but to thrive. I'm your host, Tim Howard, man school strategist, former Army officer, successful Homes for Heroes real estate agent. This show will focus on living a life of greatness, of wholeness, and completeness. This show will be talking about our dreams, our goals, and how to go about creating them. So join me to learn how to reflect and design the life you want to live. This is Tim Howard, the host of Reflect the Life You Want, and I'm especially excited to have as a guest today Morgan Lattimore, better known as Coach Morgan or the People's Coach, Uh, and just really excited about the conversation we're getting ready to have. I'm excited. You know, I was getting you amped up for my, you know, ready for the energy because I expect just as much <laughs> energy from you as you expect from me. Man, you bring it when, uh, whenever I'm around you, you just have a lot of enthusiasm and energy and positivity. So I, I knew we'd have fun no matter what. Yeah, man. I, it's, um, it's what I learned a long time ago because, you know, I've been in the Marine Corps 22 years, uh, yeah. a little bit over. Uh, we get, we told not to smile and be all the stoic and, you know, this, this, it's blank canvas, but there's so much stuff we miss, and you know, mm-hmm. the, our we don't get to the, have the enthusiastic feelings about life and, and just enjoying the people around us. Mm-hmm. And I'm just a little bit over that, so yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna give it a hundred percent now. Well, why don't we start out with you know, you and I connected here through Signal Fire Media, which right. is co located with uh, my real estate firm, Title Realty Partners, Matthew Kane. Uh, who had the vision for this. He's also a former Marine. He was scout sniper. I'm a former Army officer, airborne ranger, field artillery, who uh, all that good stuff oh, yeah. back in the day. Rangers Long, lead the way. Rangers lead the way. <laughs> um, and then, you know, Matt Mylot and Rob Renz, both former Marines. And Jody Fletcher has been a guest of this podcast also. Now, you're, you're a partner with That L Word podcast you guys right. are doing now? We are. We, we're co-hosting that and uh, by love and leadership, uh, em- emotional, you know, EQ, uh, really helping leaders understand the tools that they already possess that they just have overlooked. Yeah. Well, I've been listening to your first couple episodes that come out and enjoy it. And the d- dynamic that you and Jody have with one another is really cool. Well, why don't for um, our listeners that haven't met Morgan yet or don't know anything about um, Coach Morgan – Kind of give us a little bit of your personal background, your professional history that brings you to this point in life. First, I, you got to do something for me. Yeah. Before I do something for you. Absolutely. You know, you know when the, I was with the First Cavalry Division when I was in Afghanistan. Yeah. And they was well, their that little motivational cry. Do you remember the army? Uh, is it is it hua? Well, hua would be an expression that we would use a lot. Yeah. yeah. Hua. <laughs> hua. Yeah. And there's some there's some history I can't remember that was like an abbreviation back in World War II for something, and it became but um, yeah hua. So give me a, give me a good one though. You got to give me hua. There we go. Yeah, we go go oorah. Right. <laughs> no, but it, I think that's the our backgrounds are very uh, similar. I, I I wasn't in the army, but I did spend some time with them. But that didn't come before joining the Marine Corps. Right. Yeah. Uh, come from. Kansas City, Missouri, um, born in East St. Louis, um, and I just wanted to get away. I wanted to get out of the urban area, the hood, the ghetto, however you want to talk about it, and mm-hmm. I wanted something different from my life. I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of people leaving, going off to college, and coming back, like, very shortly, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were, it was just not for me, and so it kind of scared me a little bit. College scared me. Uh, I was 
always in that class where they call it gifted, and it wasn't because I was smarter than everybody, mm -hmm. uh, more the ADHD, uh, you know, how we had the special classes back, you know, back in those days. Yeah. Uh, and I, I was nervous about the academic challenges. So I was like, okay, what am I really good at? Uh, mm -hmm. I played basketball. I played um, football. I ran track during cross country, you know, the JRTC rifle team. I was like, let me join the, the military. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing the Marine Corps recruiter coming through the school, and I said, like, oh, I want to join the Army, too. He said, brother, this ain't the Army. This is the, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a U.S. Marine. Right, and, yeah. But when he came, it was different, right? He yeah. was he had his dress blues on, and I said, like, I want to do that. And then they said, "He, we're the best. And we, you know you know the spiel that the recruiters oh, give yeah. you. They, they just suck you on in like a, like a good salesman. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I want to do this. And I went down to uh, – I just popped up. They didn't even have to really recruit me. They just kind of showed me what they were all about. I went down to the recruiting station and mm -hmm. said, sign me up. Mm -hmm. Well, three ASVAB tests later, <laughs> <laughs> I finally made it into uh, the Marine Corps. Um, and my mother didn't want me to go. She was literally actually hell-bent on paying for college just so I wouldn't, wouldn't go. go. Yeah. Right? And um, had to get a special letter from somebody within my family to actually get me get me go. I was younger then. I wouldn't be able to just enlist on my own. Right. Um, and then, I, you know, I've, I've spent the last – we actually come to an end. I actually retired this year, May 31st. Mm -hmm. um, but I've been in a little bit over 22 years. Um I've held leadership schools. I'm the head paralegal at Cherry Point right now uh, when it comes to uh, senior enlisted. Mm -hmm. uh, so I help run the law center there. That's what my job has been, being a paralegal throughout the last couple, 22 some years. Uh, and really working on, you know, as an enlisted member is developing people. Mm -hmm. And that's what I became good at. And I was as I started to get closer to retirement, I'm like, okay. Well, if, if I'm going to do something, let me do something I really enjoy this time because, you know, you kind of, as a kid, you don't know what you want. You just know what you're, uh, what's accessible to you at that time, and that's mm -hmm. what was accessible. And I love physical fitness, but that wasn't enough, you know, because people are like, oh, I want to go physical fitness. I love people. I'm going to be a coach. Well, I just didn't want to be any coach. Right. I wanted to be, you know, they always, I was always told by a good friend, Martha Garcia, that if you niche down and there's people to the left and right of you, you're not niche enough, mm. right? And mm. that was huge for me. So I was like, okay, what is what exists in my world that is not regularly talked about? Mm -hmm. And it was mindset, mm. personal growth. Right. And as athletes, people overlook that because they only see the finish line and the training, but there's a development of mind, body, and soul that mm -hmm. goes on during that, during that process. Right. And so I really became a student of that, became a student of people, and that's why they call me the people's coach now because um, I believe that if we focus on ourselves, if we uncover the things that we already have, the tools that we've been given throughout life, the resilience that we've already created, mm -hmm. then that's what's going to make us a better athlete. That's going to make us a better mother or father, a better spouse. And there's so many – the sports shouldn't just be a growth to make you more physically fit. Sports should make you a better person. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I do some mindset coaching through the man school. So right a lot, right there with you, yes, the sir. alignment around, you know, our, our, we're in total control of our thoughts and uh, our mindset and then the skill sets that we develop that flow out of that uh, are so hugely important. You talked about EQ, emotional intelligence. Yes, sir. Before my, my second master's degree was kind of in applied behavioral science, which is what I first got exposed to a lot of that kind of stuff uh, in the late 1990s, probably about the time you were becoming a Marine 
Yes, yeah. so actually, uh, 1998 is when I became. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I was halfway through that that second master's program, but it was um, it was so interesting, you know, leading as an army officer where you had you know clear authority and then yes, leading sir. in um, different types of organizations, but then really understanding how much your personal authority comes into play and just who you are and how you show up, just like you you show up with incredible energy. And enthusiasm yes, in what sir. you do, and uh, I've done a few triathlons, and I've had some a little bit of coaching. Oh, you ain't tell me all that, man. Yeah, yeah okay. It's been a while, but <laughs> get you uh, back into it. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's so much. I wish when I was doing that before, I was more in tune with yeah. where am I in my mindset. But you know, at that, it was just like initially, it was like a goal. It was like. The first time a friend of mine was talking about it, he was a, a father. He and I, his, his son and my son played football together, and he was talking about doing this rights will be triathlon. I thought, well, that still that'd exists be cool. today. Yeah. Yes, sir. So I thought, well, that's a good goal. At the time, I was trying to lose weight, feel better about myself, trying to improve my self confidence, self image. So why did he ended up not doing it? I ended up doing it, and then I got. Serious the about story it. of most people's lives, yeah. they get sucked in by the friends, and then the friends bail on them at the last minute. <laughs> but, you know, back then, the goal was just to finish. Yes, sir. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't about any, you know, necessarily improvement or any time. It was like just to get across the finish line was a worthy goal. And every time I did one, it was like, okay, number one goal is to finish, and number two is, you know, try to improve a little bit in some aspect, especially if I'd done a race before and – um, what did you learn about yourself during that, though? Wow, I think the things that I learned the most were were in things around mindset is just like how to push through. You know, just like today, I to this day, I, I joke. I go, I, I go to a gym, Axis Fitness uh, here locally, a couple times a week. You know, I, I joke. I pay someone to kick my ass. You know. <laughs> and but I know a guy. Yeah, yeah, you're one of those <laughs> yeah, guys. One of yeah. those guys. So. It's like, you know, the first decision is to get up, like, because I'm, I'm usually going to the 5 a.m. Yep. The first thing is just to get up and go. And I always, I always kind of joke when I see the coach, it says, we're here. <laughs> you know, it's like we've, we've made that first decision to go invest in improving ourselves. Yes. And the mind, that choice of saying, you know, I value myself. I'm worthy of this. I'm going to make this improvement to be healthier, to have a better self-image, to work towards some sort of goal. But just like you said, the momentum of those days, like this morning I was in the gym, not quite as early, but working out where I live. I made that conscious I'm going to go get that workout in. I'm going to go do these things, going to do my morning routine before I come to the office. And then this afternoon we're recording uh, some podcast episodes. But that is so powerful. It is. It's huge, man. Because a lot of people get stuck on when it when it's fitness or health uh, reasons. They want to. I got to need a goal. I need a goal. Like well, the goal is to to be to feel better. Mm -hmm. And when you feel better, you do better, mm -hmm. right? And when you do better, you're happier. And mm -hmm. those are the things. And so we look at the we we kind of make the, the the picture. We say, oh, have big goals, big dreams. But for a lot of us, we can't we can't think that way. Mm -hmm. We have to look at we talk about the momentum because there's parts to it. I want to be healthier, but that looks like it's so far away right now. Mm -hmm. What can we do now? It's one is just getting up in the morning. Yep. Right? Getting up in the morning and say, I'm just gonna get up and I'm gonna put on my clothes. I'm gonna put on my gym clothes and I'm gonna get in the car. That's it. 
one small step for man, one giant leap for your whole life. You know what <laughs> that's I mean? Right, that's and right. so, like, that's the piece that you have to look at and and take these this, these very small steps yeah. and move forward in your life. And we overlook those small steps in so many things that we do. Um, even like you talk about Ranger School, Marine Corps. Uh, there's no way you could have told me how to retire. There's no way you could tell me how to be retiring from the Marine Corps because it was too large. The dream was too big. But yeah. all you had to do is just do one year at a time, mm-hmm. one day at a time, one mm-hmm. quarter at a time. If we break it down, oh, the possibilities are endless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's exciting um, to see what you're doing now and taking – all that life experience and lessons learned and now helping other people. So I'm curious um, if you could talk a little bit about you've like, you've got this new podcast, the last word. And I think you're talking about love and leadership. That, with Jody that L word, that L word, that L, L word, word, right? Yeah. Not to be confused with the L word people. Okay. <laughs> Not to be, <laughs> that that's L a different, word. yeah, that L word yeah. is about love and leadership. It's about um, thinking of, about others besides yourself. It's about it's about being an influence. It's about impacting other people's lives and and the responsibility that you have as a leader, mm-hmm. right? Leader. And just because you're a manager or supervisor doesn't make you a leader. Right. Your actions is what makes you a leader. Your mindset, your your ethics and values are what make you a leader. Mm-hmm. And we talk about those things because we believe that that a leader can change lives. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, and you improve one to save the many. Right. And and that's what we, we, we do and we in our own lives and in our own careers and that's how I met actually how I met Jody. Mm-hmm. I, I was in need of a leader and he was there. Mm-hmm. And from there again, rest is history. Mm-hmm. He's a great friend, he's a great mentor, and we bring a great dynamic together because I mean together we, we got about fifty two years of leadership experience. Right. And it's crazy to say that because I'm forty two and I usually say tell that to those other people, they're like, Oh, you know so I've been leading people for a long <laughs> time, right? Uh, I I'm kinda like on a um, a crash course in leadership over the last 22 years, yeah. but uh, we thought it would be valuable to share with it, share with people the things that most organizations don't talk about, mm-hmm. and, and it's that time. Everybody thinks, "Oh, I'm a leader because you sit in a certain building or position," right? But that doesn't—that's not what makes you a leader. If your people won't follow you, if you can't, if if you need to be there to make things happen, you're not leading. Yeah, we used to talk about the acceptance theory of leadership. It's, it's not so much around what the rank I wear, but it's like, do people truly accept me? Will they follow me? Do I have influence? Um, that's when you know you're a leader is when. Yeah, I had a story, man. Um, I can't remember where it was from, but it talked about, like, identities, mm-hmm. right? And I think a lot of us get caught up in the identity of a leader, mm-hmm. and we don't understand what the responsibilities of a leader mm-hmm. come with. And it was this. It was this. I was reading this book, and it was a, a gentleman that was very high in this position, and he talked about um, the title, um, the identity, and why you shouldn't hold on to it. He was with an organization, and they flew him out um, to speak at this uh, this conference. They put they picked him up in the car. He flew first class. He mm-hmm. got there. They were there waiting at the door with a sign and his name. Um, they got him coffee, all, you know, down to the T. Uh, had a special little changing room and everything. He went and spoke, and then they drove him back, and he just had the like first class experience. Well, when he was no longer in that position, he went back and did the same speech. He flew, he flew coach. Yeah. Right. He there was nobody waiting at the airport for him. Right. He had to drive to where he had to go. Um, they showed him where the the coffee pot was. <laughs> right. So he didn't get all that because 
And what it made him under made him realize is that so a lot of times we're in positions where we think we're being celebrated, but it's just the position itself. Mm. And if we don't take time to get to know the person that we know the least, ourselves, right? we can't really grow as people, mm -hmm. right? And he said, so don't get so caught up into that title and that <laughs> leadership because guess what? One day, it's going to be gone. I ain't going to be a mass sergeant here in a, in a couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a great segue into, you know, what are you learning now as you're applying what you experienced as a Marine and a leader for 20-plus years? Now you're shifting more full-time into coaching. What, what has, like, been the biggest aha or biggest thing that you've been able to transfer and help people that you're coaching with? People want to be better. Mm. People want to be better. Mm -hmm. um, in, the, in the Marine Corps, people are always – as individuals striving to be better. But, mm -hmm. you know, now people want to work together. Mm -hmm. People want to uh, build a sense of community. Mm -hmm. People want to uh, support each other. And they want to do that, that internal work. Mm. That's what I'm noticing. That's the, and that's the athletes that I get. And then, you know, there's still people that exist that just want, you know, they want the, the, the glitz and the glamour. But that don't, and we both know that don't last forever. Yeah. Right? The money can't buy happiness. It, right. it might help a little bit, but it ain't going to buy mm -hmm. true happiness. And so... I believe that that's the, the main thing. People want the help. They want to be better because if we look at life, if we look at who we are, where we come from, as adolescents and, and, and kids, we were told to do what our parents told us to do. Then we went to school. Then they told us what to do again. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, then we go into our professions and they tell us what to do again. When have we had the ability to be ourselves? Do mm -hmm. we even know who we are? Mm -hmm. Right? And so what I do is I help people. That, that are scared of the water or, or scared to talk to people or are scared to ride a bike or scared of a certain distance or want to work on their health, mm -hmm. I show them that they, when you find out who you are and your true purpose, that's a superpower. When you believe in you, yeah, you, you can take over the world. And they think they, they need to find it, but they already possess it. But nobody's ever told them that. I think what you just said is so true. So in, in my man's mindset coaching in the man's school, we talk about you know, what are those desires that we have that are unique to us? What are the gifts and the talents that God has entrusted us with? What are the dreams that we have? And what is that unique calling and purpose that we have for our lives? Because what you have for your life is different than what I have for mine. But it's when we discover that. And we're in flow with that, and man, watch out. And you know it. So that part right there, the discovery, that the yeah. moment the light bulb comes on, you're like, damn. Yeah. I've been doing it wrong, or like everybody else wanted me to do it my whole life. Right. I the reason I'm so confused is because I've been living other people's truth, mm. not my own. Mm. That is mind-blowing. And mm. even when it happened to me, I was I'm like, Oh, this feels great. Let's repeat that, right? And, that's, <laughs> and, that, and so you get that as we are coaches and yeah. we're helping people, and you see that that moment where they where you're explaining something to them and they come into you frustrated and confused, and then you 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 open it up the way they need to see it, mm -hmm. and then you like, boom, and then they like, oh my god, light bulb went on. The life the life changed in one moment. It was one word. It just like it clicked. Everything came together like it's supposed to be. I always tell mm -hmm. people like you're not where you want to be, but you're where you're supposed to be. Mm. And you 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 might think you should know already, but you're only doing the best that you can with the best that you mm -hmm. got. As long as you keep striving to be better, mm. it'll work itself out, man. Well, ahead of the show, I asked you to look at the Reflect the Life You Want 
and the Reflect Acrostic. Mm. That's the key chapters of the Mirror Book Project, my co-author Maria Spears and I. And, and you kind of zoomed in on that recognize the power to change. And I'm wondering what it is about that <coughs> that especially resonated with you because that kind of relates to this aha you were just talking about. <laughs> I read a lot, yeah. right? Um, I started, let me see, last year, or I think it was, it was probably last year I, uh, I read 60 books. And wow. how I got to that part, um, about a year before COVID, I, I dedicated myself to reading one book a, a week, right? Mm. Audio or paperback, like mm. something. Um, and, and I said, you know what, I'm, I, I just want to do it for one year. Mm. And I did it. And then... And for me, having dyslexia, right? Mm -hmm. um, I didn't. I was intimidated by reading because things move, and I, when I write, you see it more than when I read. But it, mm -hmm. it's just something I didn't practice on a regular basis. Actually, it's one of the reasons I had to take the ASVAB three times because mm -hmm. I, I could reading comprehension was a problem for me, right? Right, because I didn't read as much. And over over the time, I started to you start reading these books, and and this and it's just so much knowledge and so much information. Uh, there's a quote that talks about a, a man that only lives his life and doesn't read, only reads one, mm. right? They only, they only live one life. But a man that reads lives a thousand lives, mm -hmm. right? And so I started to learn from other people's experience of growth. Uh, uh, my favorite, one of, two of my favorite books, Start With Why by Simon Sinek, yep. and then um, The Alchemist, mm. right? Those All Coelho. Yes, sir. That, yeah. That's my favorite. I just listed that. I listened to that one again because Jeremy Stones narrates it, and he, you know, mm -hmm. he got a boom dynamic voice, mm -hmm. and it just talks about journey. And it, even with start with why it's a business book, but it talks about the emotional connection that we have with everything that we do, sales, marketing, whatever it is, our clients. There is a connection because that's the one thing that we all have in common. Right, right, and that's what almost uh, what Pablo talks about in his book is that connection that you have with the, living your legend, the, the the world's language. They all, when you see it, and you start to I always tell this story about the Matrix. It's like, you know how Neo, when when he, the Matrix came out, and he he was he came to talk to the guy, and he was reading the code, the little green letters yep. dropping down, and he's yep. like, you, "Can you see stuff in there?" And that's <laughs> us. We we can't see. There, life is code, right. right? Life is so much code. But then he gets to a point where he's, he decides and he starts to believe in himself mm -hmm. and understand that he has the power, right, to make the change. And then that's the moment he can see the lady in the red dress, mm -hmm. the, the other things that are going on. And I think that's what, what I had happened to me is I started to realize that everything that I thought I was missing, I've already had. I just looked past it. Mm. Right, and then what I, I backed away from, and it said, said, I can help other people do this too. Yes, you can. Right, and right. you just guide them down the same road. Like we just, we want so much to happen to us, but we're not willing to take in the information needed to for the change to happen. That's if you look at Buddhist monks, you look at you know religions, you look at you know Fortune five hundred companies, you look at leaders. They read, they read, they read, they read because the amount of information we need to to, to ingest to see our own truth is a vast amount. Mm -hmm. And we think that we read, I had a friend that said, you know, uh, self-help books are bull, right? Because people read a book and they say, oh, I should be fixed. Everything <laughs> should be okay. Yeah. But you have to you have to take action. You can't just say, I'm going to read it. You have to live it. Right. And that education is continuous because right. people fall back. They say, yeah, I got it all figured out. I'm good now. But then you fall back into that same hole. And so mm -hmm. that's the part where... I help people realize that that 
change is continuous. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's forever. It's infinite. Yep. And you just have to be a student of that. And everything else in your life will have that same chase, same change. And then you will be able to, to see the things that you didn't see within yourself that were holding you back. Mm-hmm. For me, um, I, was a, I lacked emotion. I lacked compassion. I lacked mm-hmm. empathy. One, I came from the, the, the hood, the ghetto, and you, you know that those type of things get you killed. Mm-hmm. It's survival. Come in the military, those things don't get you promoted. Mm-hmm. Those things will get you killed in combat if you get too much. But I realized that I wasn't living my own truth. But if you look at so many other people, once you realize that, if you look at people and you notice that they're just doing what they've been told to do or programmed to do. Mm-hmm. They have it unplugged from the matrix, <laughs> right? And so th- that that analogy means that you need to let go of what you would always been told and really adventure off into that that little person in your head saying, "There's more for you. Yeah, there's something else out there, and go see what that person has yeah. to say." Yeah, I love what you were talking about. Getting into action, you know, my belief is that you know, getting into action brings clarity. It's like so. I, I start to go in this direction, and I think that's what I'm supposed to be doing, and then I realize, ah, I need to shift gears a little bit. And then it may take me a little bit of while to really figure out and get that clarity around, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. These are the unique giftings and talents. This is my unique calling purpose. And then as I step through doors that maybe I've never stepped through before, new opportunities yeah. Was come that scary about. to you? Yeah, absolutely. And I had a lot of change um, I made in the last year or so and been through a lot in the last couple of years. But it's like the more you do it, the more confidence you gain yeah. because if you take that risk, you take that chain, you know, you were talking about earlier around question around what did you learn from doing um, triathlons, you know, and what did that take? You know, it goes back to like, you know, what did I learn going through ranger school years ago? It's like, it's just having that mindset to whatever it is you're going to do, you're going to be successful and just believing that it's possible. I think is so powerful. You know, Simon Simic writes about, you know, what's your why? What's your why? If you can identify with what's your why, what motivates you to get up every day and go do what it is that you do, and if you can stay aligned with that and pour into that and surround yourselves with people that help you to get better at it, uh, that help you to grow and stretch and get uncomfortable, yeah. 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 Just like the tribe, you know, we talk about the tribe of the Veteran Business Collective, you know, that we're associated with. A lot of these folks, you know, it's like they're they're out there. They've made that transition out of the military, and now they're small business people. And but they still need that tribe to surround them, to encourage them, to help them uh, feel confident to move forward. Yeah. And um, that's a powerful force. When if you know that, hey, I may not know how to do this, but I can reach out to Jody. Jody's probably got a you know perspective that could help me or I could reach out to Tim and you know see what Tim has to say about that you know and apply that to the situation I haven't encountered before there's a lot of power in that yes, just sir. like when you're in the Marine Corps like <laughs> your buddy they're left and your right you know that's main... the key we, we're we're energized by those that we surround ourselves with mm-hmm. you know uh, I, 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 in your development mm-hmm. what was the what was some what was one of the most scariest moments that you <laughs> have when you realized something about yourself that you, mm. that you needed to, to change. Wow. You know, it's like understanding what is your motivation. You know, why do you do the things that you do? Um, that was hard for you? Well, yeah. To, to, you got really got to face yourself mm-hmm. and face yourself honestly. It's like, ah, uh, 
I'm doing that because, you know, it's like for me, one, one aha a couple years ago was like, how much did I do that I was looking for external validation? You know, someone to say, hey, Ooh, Matt, I hope y'all listening because that's a that's a that's a that's a large world yeah, problem. <laughs> yeah. You know, how much was I doing uh, because I wanted someone to say, you know, good job or, you know, I needed those. My pro one of my primary love languages is words of affirmation. Okay. So how much yeah, was I doing that okay. to receive that versus my mindset? And I struggle with that sometimes, you know, even, you know, doing what I do now. But it's like my mindset now is how do I serve? Right. Okay. If I keep my mindset focused on serving others and helping others, then that other part, that want and the need that I have naturally, that's taken care of. Because it is. If, if, if I'm serving and blessing others, there's so much joy in that. And just seeing that and having the impact. Like I, I was coaching one of my men's groups last night via Zoom meeting and just, you know, I got to a point in a conversation, there was something that they needed to be challenged on. And I kind of had to challenge them a little bit and help them. But it was, it was I could just kind of see their countenance change. And after they were challenged in an appropriate way, they were more inspired. There was like, there was something, the light bulb started going off. And they needed to go back and really dig into something that I'd taught them months earlier, but they needed to get back in touch with that. And they needed to really go apply that. But it was like, okay. I can lovingly challenge these guys I'm serving because I'm, I'm, you know, I may be a little more life experience. I'm just a little bit farther down the road in my journey. Right. I don't have it all figured out. Right. So it's like, okay, but I've learned enough to know I can share this. And I see that, you know, look in that guy's face and he's like, you know, he says, thank you. You know, thank you for pointing that out. Let me go work on that. It's like, that feels uh -huh. good too, right? It's like, okay. I've gotten to this point in life and I've had these life experiences because I needed to be able to share this with someone else. Now their life can be impacted by it. Their, their relationship with their wife, their relationship with their children, their, their business can go get better. It's like, okay, just an instrument being utilized mm -hmm. to help make a greater impact on others' lives. That's just incredibly rewarding for me. That's huge. I mean, when you t people, that's why I, I said that it's a, a big world problem because when we are looking for validation from everyone else, we'll mm. never be able to make other people happy right. about how we feel about ourselves because they ain't us. Right. <laughs> like it'll never work. It literally will never work for you because you can be like, oh, I need to make this person happy. I need to, because you're going to constantly be juggling and you can't be anyone but who you are. Mm -hmm. Right? You can't be what the world wants you to be. You can only mask that. Joseph Campbell, one of my favorite quotes in life, has this um, quote and he was a famous philosopher, is that the privilege of a lifetime is being who you are. Mm. Who was that? You said Joseph jo Campbell? Jo Joseph Campbell. So it was like, and I, I first learned that quote probably 20-plus uh, years ago. I was going through this master's program. It was something that one of the lead instructors had shared. It was like, you know, that is so true. I can't be anybody else. But the world is always... But if you look in the world we live in, the mm -hmm. dialogue that we are taught mm -hmm. from day one is like, well, you need to be like, yeah. fill in the blank. You yeah, need we, to be we, like. <laughs> we need to stop all that comparison. It's, it's the thief of joy, as they say. But just understand who you are. Yes. What are the unique talents and gifts that you've been given? What is your calling and purpose? What brings you joy? What sets your soul on fire that you want to go help other people? If you can get clear with that about yourself, it doesn't mean that everything's going to be yes. easy. It just means what brings Preach. you joy? What what gets you fired up in the morning yeah. to go do what you're going to go do yeah. and make an impact that you're going to make? That's where uh, I find the greatest reward.
I could tell your, your whole demeanor changes <laughs> when we talk about it, like it was different. Like and, you know, you, you you know you were a really mellow guy, and, and but when we started talking about growth and yeah. people and giving, yeah, you change your eyes light up a little yeah. bit. Well, thank you for noticing. Yeah, my acrostic for my real estate business is home. So home stands for helping others means everything. And when I'm in that space and I'm in that mode, that's what brings me joy. If I'm helping other people, whether I'm making money at it or not, it brings me joy. I got a, um, so the story I always tell, but like people always ask me, like, when did you know? Or did you want to be a coach, or you know, did you? I didn't. I thought I was gonna be a coach, and just like most real estate agents, they go, I just want to make money, mm-hmm. right? That's what I came into it. And guess what? That mindset, I was broke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was so broke, and by one of my mentors, Johnny Bernardo, I was like, man, I just. I, I can't give it away. I can't, you know, I'll do it for, you know, you do it for, uh, you know, 1% or 2% commission or something. You do whatever you can just to get that one person. Say, hey, let me just show you the house. No, I don't want Because you're giving off this other energy that is is not what the, those people want. Yeah. And he said, the reason why you ain't, you're not making any money is because you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Mm. The only way you're going to start to make money is when you start doing it for somebody other than yourself. Right. And you do it for the people. When you figure that out, and he said it just like this, when you figure that out, you won't have to ask for no money. They'll that's give right. it to you. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it was, that was the that's biggest a great, turnaround. great learning. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a great uh, point to kind of shift the conversation. Okay. We, we talked ahead of the show of, I always like to ask my guests two key questions. And one's more personal, and then one's more for others. But it's like, you, Morgan, you've you know you got this 22 years experience as a Marine Corps. You've now been coaching both triathletes and professional coaching. You got your prior life experience growing up. What are you working on right now to oh. really flourish and become the best version of Morgan that to reflect more of the life that you want? Well, I hope my wife is listening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, no. They don't think I know. I'm working on my peace. Yeah, I'm working on my internal peace. My mm. in, like that's what um, getting frustrated, getting angry, expecting people to be what I want them to be instead of letting them be themselves. Mm. Um, you know, people always like you know you look like you got it all figured out. I said no. I just I just deal with it quicker. Mm. Right. I go through the same. We mean you go through the same problems everybody else go through. I've just learned processes to to move through You're it. Having to recalibrate. And, right. Instead go. of get stuck there, I don't get stuck as often mm-hmm. anymore. As often listening, as often anymore. I still get stuck sometimes. But in my inner peace is is huge, man. Is um, there was no peace when I was in the military. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of anxiety, a lot of death, a lot of anger, a lot of resentment, mm-hmm. um, and I just felt. Chaotic, you know, started, you know, started having headaches and grinding my teeth and having all kinds of like physical issues because of what I was allowing to come into my body. Mm -hmm. Not not food or anything like that, but just the energies from these certain environments that were making me sick. The thoughts you were having about correct, and it will it it kind of they it messed up my chi. It was off, like it was Mm -hmm. all balanced, and and now I focus a lot on like uh, slowing down, Mm -hmm. being present. Right yep. uh, and appreciating what I have, uh, and, and not only appreciating like oh I got these things, but appreciating that I understand enough about myself to catch myself when I'm backsliding. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah, yeah. This, the first D, the reflect acrostic, is to each day to be grateful. And what I'm hearing from your voice is that you're really focusing more on that gratitude aspect 
to have the peace and bring that joy. I'll, I'll share a little concept. The mirror, the title of the book project, co-authored by Maria Spears and I, is the original working subtitle is The Mirror Through Which I See Myself in You. Okay. Wrap your head around that for a second. And most people go through life making a lot of judgments about other people. It's yes. like, I judge you by your actions or your words or whatever. What they don't realize is they're really looking through a mirror at themselves. And things that they appreciate about themselves or like about themselves, they generally notice in other people and resonates with them. But more importantly, the things that they don't like are really gaps that they see in themselves. <laughs> but I had my, I had a counselor, my, what a counselor told me, he said, when you point a finger, you got three you got coming three back, back at, at you. you. That's right. Right? And so, yeah, that is. When, what I find is that when when we can come to a greater awareness of that, and I learned several years ago, and my kids were probably more in high school age, that this concept of the art of allowing is that rather than all my preconceived notions about who they were meant to be or should be or should go do this or got to go to college, blah, 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 that's based on my way of thinking. You were talking about it earlier. It's like the judgments we make, the expectations that other people have of us versus so just yeah. what is their unique giftings and what's going to bring them joy? You know, once I kind of shifted with that and stepped back and rather than projecting my stuff onto them, just really let them just step into who they are. And they're still figuring that out. You and know? that's okay, though. But look at it. We, we, we got forced all that forced on us, mm -hmm. and we in our 40s, 50s, and 60s trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. But if they if they searching, if they've already started that search at mm -hmm. a younger age, I got four daughters. If they've already started yeah. that search, do you think of how much more advanced emotionally and spiritually they'll be by the time when they get our age? It's yeah. going to be a whole nother lifestyle. Yeah, and we as parents can create that space where yes. we allow them to flourish as they are, as opposed to who we expect them to be. Right. You just give them the tip and say, hey, this is what I've learned. What would you do with it? Mm -hmm. Right. And then you, just like leadership. Because leadership is not at work. It's not selling, you know, houses. It's not being a Marine. Leadership is, is first and foremost at home. Mm. Right. Yeah. That example you set there first will resonate everywhere else in your life. Yeah. And if you can serve your wife, your daughters well, and create that space where they're truly loved and valued, then they can flourish. And it's not easy, people. Like this, We talk about it, but it, it, it takes consistent work, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, the only way you can get results is consistency and discipline. Mm. That's when results occur. If you can't get those two, that's why you don't get the results that you're mm -hmm. looking for. Well, that's a great um, shift to the second question I like to generally ask my guests is, so we talked about what are you working on for yourself, you know, to get more inner peace, if you could impart the wisdom that you've gained at this point in life and what you've learned and you could tell your daughters or tell somebody else, I was like, what's that one thing that you encourage people to consider to reflect more of the life that they want? You ain't going to like this. Whoever's listening, you ain't going <laughs> to like it. You the problem. Oh. You are the problem. Yeah. I don't care what you do. If you're a man and you have problems in your household, it's because of the energy you bring into that home. You are the you're the first pastor. You're the first you're the first man. You're the first leader in that home. Your yeah. energy will create that environment. But we as a society always are pointing the fingers, mm. right? We are never. We can never be the problem. It's that guy. Well, he's being mean and he's doing this. But what could you have done to prevent that? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not even having a conversation with him. Mm -hmm. If we take ownership 
of our own lives instead of expecting everybody else to live the way we think they should live. We talked about that part, yeah. right? And we take ownership of us. Life will be so much better. Be, you you have you'll have less stress, less anxiety, less depression because no one can will let you down because the only person that is in charge of your happiness is you. Hmm. So if there's problems in your life, if it's always oh, my work and my job, well you you went there, you stayed there. Mm-hmm. You have a choice. Well, I got to pay the bills. You still have a choice. Mm-hmm. Like you can do anything to change the, your dialogue, the way your life should be lived. You write the chapter in your book, in your story, every day. Mm-hmm. But if you can't take the, you can't have the, the courage and be courageous enough to look within first, be introspective. Mm-hmm. You'll never grow. Yeah. Well, that's the crux of the book, The Mirror. <laughs> yeah. You just said it. You said it as I am the problem. The way I would rephrase it if I was coaching someone is I am a man of solution. Yes. Show them what, give them what they need mm-hmm. and, and replace that, that negative with something positive yes. so they can move forward. So yes, that sir. self-awareness of recognizing I am the only one that can create that solution to solve whatever that problem I That's have. hard, man. It was, yeah. it was hard. For, it's, it, I mean... We still deal with it every day. I'm a, I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a coach. I'm yeah. a marine. I'm a public figure. You know, mm-hmm. and there's everybody has their expectations, and you sometimes you get pulled in so many different directions. You think you should be other people. You should do what they want, mm-hmm. but if you're not being you, you'll never be happy, and it, it'll always be a, you'll always be left wanting. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the beautiful thing for you, Morgan, and I sense this. Um, and my master coach in the man school, Bill Schneiders, he always talks about the greatest virtue may be humility. You know, our ability. Might need to repeat that again. The greatest <laughs> virtue may be humility. Yes, sir. Is that I don't have it all figured out. You know, and if if I'm open to learning every day from anybody, anybody yeah. I encounter, if I'm willing to put myself out there and put forth the effort. You talked about it earlier about the consistency and the discipline. If And you read the 60 books in a year. You know That takes incredible discipline. Yes, sir. So if you have the humility to say, I don't know everything. I want to learn. And I'm going to invest my time and energy in this consistency to, to, to grow. Then I can be a better version of me and then I can serve even more people because I know more than I knew yesterday. Yes, sir. And for those listening, uh, I haven't stopped reading every week either. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm, I'm like you. I'm a constant learner. You, oh, so much. Like it's it's such it's so gratifying mm-hmm. to 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 get an aha moment, and you can still have them, mm-hmm. right? Because you may not have been, you may have read a book and may not have been in place to receive what it had to say. Mm. That's why people read the Bible over and over again because every time you read it, the interpretation changes because you've changed. Yeah, like who you were five minutes ago is different. Who yeah. we were before we came in here ain't the same person we're going to leave right. out of this room with. Yeah. We, growth is continuous, and we just have to believe in that. Well, I'm grateful that you came in today, and we've so got to I. have this experience and talk about these things, because I think there's a lot of things that you and I are energized in similar ways and yes. learning and growing and helping other people. So if people want to connect with you, learn more about whether it be coaching for being a triathlete or personal coaching, life coaching, professional coaching, what's the best way to get a hold of Coach Morgan? Uh, MorganLattimore.com. Uh, Morgan is spelled M-O-R-G-O-N, not A, mm-hmm. uh, L-A-T-I-M-O-R-E. 
morganlattimore.com or Coach Morgan on any uh, social media platform. Yeah. Shoot me an email. Shoot me a text. Information is free. We can have a conversation, and you never know what we can get from that. We yeah. never we never had to talk again. I'm all about connections. Yeah. And you've now got the podcast, you and Jody Fletcher, That L Word. Oh, you got it. That L Word. If you ain't listened to the first episode, you should go listen to it right now. Go go search it, find it. On it's on all uh, active on all platforms, and it's just giving back. Like if you want to be a better husband, you want to be a better uh, father, you want to be a better spouse, a brother, sister, or brother. That L word is yeah. that's where you need to be. Well, I've been checking you guys out, and I enjoy you guys. You guys got great dynamic between the two of you and different <laughs> perspectives, and just your incredible wisdom and life experience and what you guys have learned together is uh, it's going to impact a lot of people i hope yes sir well it's been an absolute delight to have you on the show morgan thank you for coming in and what i always tell my guests is just go out and live a life of greatness i i don't do it any other way brother all right thank you amen thank you <laughs>